Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to the Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today, our very special guest that we have is Daryl Hullman, and he is an entrepreneur, a creative, a doer, and just someone who all around loves figuring things out and getting stuff done. So Daryl, could you give us a little bit of an introduction about who you are and kind of what brought you to being on the podcast today? Like what kind of um, adventures have you had so far? Thanks for having me on. I, was, I usually start my story with, so I'm from Michigan originally. And then like, I kind of like took a pivot in my life. So I was uh, studying public administration in grad school. I mean, like I couldn't find a job over the summer. So then kind of like rather than uh, just like sitting and trying to figure things out, I, was just, I just got on YouTube and like taught myself uh, web and graphic design. Mm. Um, and then so like after I finished uh, school, I um, came to New York and uh, what I found was that people were more interested in me doing design than they were uh, in what I had studied during school. And then that kind of led to like uh, me pivoting into technology. So I did like coding classes at uh, the Harlem Business Alliance and at the Knowledge House. And then that's kind of what led me to doing like a freelance. So now I do freelance web and graphic design. And then uh, from there, I kind of, you know, use those skill sets to uh, start freespot.co. Um, which is like a web platform for people to find and share free things with each other. Um, and then so that kind of is what led me to this podcast. Uh, I've been seeing with you, have been doing uh, with the book and everything. And I was like, okay, all right, she's, uh, she's active. She's making moves. And like, I think, uh, you know, like a lot of what you stand for, I stand for as well. So that's what gravitated me towards, uh, you know, being here today. Nice. Thank you. And um, I don't know if you said it, but what, were you studying at grad school before you left? Uh, public administration. Okay. Okay. And do you think any one, do you think you're going to go back to finish? Um, Cause you know, from the conversation so far, it sounds like you didn't finish. You just like left before it was over to kind of find opportunities, but do you think you're going to go back? If so, why or why not? Uh, so, um, I, um, so I left before finishing. I was actually like uh, three classes away from finishing. Mm. Um, and that's when I moved out to New York. Um, and it was just like the biggest headache in the world to get those last three classes finished. <laughs> um, so you'll see like uh, from my LinkedIn and stuff, like, uh, it, like it says MPA now. Uh, so finally got all the work done. Um, this was just this past fall. Um, so it was like, I was like out here for like uh, two and like maybe like a half years. Um, just finishing up those last three classes, but uh, finally got it done. Um, reason being, uh, not completely sure. Um, I was just so close to finishing; it just made sense to uh, to like you know wrap it up. Um, but hopefully, somewhere in my future, it'll come in handy. Um, you know, but until then, I'm glad I got it done. I think my mom is really proud of it. Um, so, like, I guess like that that's enough for me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely hear that, <laughs> and I definitely, definitely resonate. So, you know just just getting it done because if it would feel especially three credits like it was like you know 20 credits maybe <laughs> leave it alone but three credits you're like right there they're gonna yeah. like one class <laughs> like or two yeah. classes or something all right so I'm, you know that congrats that you got that done and i definitely understand um families wanting to just have that as like yes 
my my son or my grandson has this you know certificate or this this kind of um degree and that like means something it's like clout for the family yeah. <laughs> um and it, it is and it's really funny to that you say you know your mom it's kind of for your mom um what's his name adam newman from we work he actually graduated in my class at baruch so the 2017 class that's when he he graduated with us and it was funny because he came back because his grandma wanted him to finish like he was telling us the story of how he you know he's already a multimillionaire from the we work empire um, but mm-hmm. now, you know, he's here finishing up his undergraduate at Baruch. And so, you know, just seeing, he's like, my grandma's like, why are you going to go back to school to finish? You know, cause I think he said like either she paid for it back in the day and like, he just never finished cause he started different businesses and he, you know, went out and pursued his ideas. But at the core, he really wanted to make his grandma proud and his family proud. So here he is multimillionaire and going back to finish up a bachelor's degree so just sometimes you know that that pressure is there especially i think a lot of times especially if you do entrepreneurial things that pressure is there even more because they want you to have some type of security blanket right just just to be safe you know because families they're supportive and they just want you to be okay um so now tell me a little bit about free spot why did you create this like what why does this platform matter and like how is it going to impact or create value for the people that come across it? So yeah, uh, it, it started back in high school. Uh, me and my friend, uh, we never had money for lunch. Uh, so we would like actually wait uh, near the trash can um, when people would uh, like, uh, they would like, you know, like throw away their food or if they hadn't used it, they would just leave it up on this counter. Um, and we would take that food and like uh, store it in our lockers and that's how we would eat for the week. Um, and then, so it was just like, uh, that experience taught me that like, even where like there's excess, there's also like a lot of need having it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the, like the same thing was happening in college. I was like, we actually had like a little group chat and whenever there was like free food on campus, uh, we would just like hit each other up and like, we just bring bags and like take the food back to our dorm rooms. Um, and then that kind of like prompted the ideas, like, uh, what kind of technology can we do or can we create to organize, uh, you know, ways to share resources and ways that they haven't been shared before. And that kind of led me to this. Um, so I guess like what I hope that people get out of it is, uh, you know, people who like, uh, either if you just don't have money to buy stuff or you uh, just don't want to buy stuff, uh, being able to find uh, someone who isn't using something that you need and being able to get access to that for free. That's like the biggest thing that I want people to uh, take away from uh, uh, the platform. Yeah. And then, so, and for myself, um, I think the biggest thing that I want to, like, like I'm enjoying the experience of going through this uh, process of uh, entrepreneurship and this thing of like launching, uh, you know, like, so since the web platform is up, uh, going through the experience of like learning how to deal with uh, problems that arise as like, you know, you're taking a web platform and then bringing it into app stores. And so like having to go through that experience, uh, I think I'm learning a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and just continuing to grow both as like an entrepreneur and like uh, as a leader in general. Uh, so like that part I'm enjoying. For. Nice. And what's the scariest part about building this? Cause you know, you talked about all the, the good stuff. Like what is like your fear or like the scariest thing that you see 
that could come out of like building this? Um, I think uh, the the fun thing about this for me is like I don't really uh, I don't really have fear about it. I mean, because like the worst thing that can okay. happen is that I fail. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, so, like I, I failed film class in college, <laughs> so like <laughs> I think that might like and like we literally watch movies every day. Like, how do you fail that class? Um, so I think uh, like having experiences like that and like having failed before, um, it's just something that I kind of grew out of. Uh, like I grew out of like having fear for like starting new endeavors. I think um, if I had to choose something that does scare me, it's like people using my platform uh, responsibly. Um, so like, uh, because people are sharing things with new people or like the, the value of the platform is ha- like being able to meet and share with people outside of your network. Um, so then like, that means that they have to create that exchange between themselves and making sure that people handle like that responsibility and like take it very seriously. And, uh, they're not doing, uh, you know, all kinds of, all the crazy things that you hear about my play <laughs> or not. Um, so like th- that scares me and that's something I think about a lot and I think about different ways that uh, I can like work around uh, or work to create safety for the people who are using the platform. Nice. And I definitely think it could have a lot of impact because, you know, everyone wants to know where free stuff. I did the same thing like in college too. Like, okay, we have this group <laughs> chat. Ah, there's a free pizza day in the plaza. Who's coming? Like, who wants some, you know, I mean, to save something for okay. you. And I think, as you mentioned, people misusing the platform could be one of like the scarier parts of it. Mm-hmm. in terms of not even just um people so people one people taking things that like exchanging things that they don't need and then going to sell that thing so you know it, it misses the opportunity for the actual person who needs it to actually get the free thing versus yeah. the the resources being allocated in the wrong way because not for nothing that's how like a lot of like um nonprofit resources that are supposed to be going towards you know the needy or the homeless or hurricane relief, they get taken by people that can afford the service or the tool, the people that can't afford it or can um, purchase it some other way, they use it. And then the people that truly, truly need it, they never get to take advantage of it because there's none left by the time it gets to them. So I, you know, so I'm glad you guys are like thinking about ways to making sure that people um, are secure on the platform because again, that's like one of the main things that people really get what they need out of it. Uh, have you ever launched anything entrepreneurial before this venture or, um, uh, is this like your first thing? So this is a, like my first like launch. Uh, so like currently, like I do a freelance web and graphic design full time. Um, so like there was like the transition of going from like working full time to that, but I haven't like launched a product or like a, like a, I mean, like, I guess freelancing is a service, but I haven't launched a product before. Um, so like learning uh, all the things that go into that. So like uh, before it's just like, uh, it's just kind of uh, you and you're providing your service. Um, but like now it's like uh, going through like testing. That's like a huge thing. I mean, you just don't know like what isn't working on your platform and you can go through it 10 times. And someone who like is using your platform for the first time, is going to find new errors that you like didn't know were there. Um, so it's just uh, constantly learning, like how do we test better? Um, so like I have like a like some software uh, installed um, on like on the back end of the site that allows me to like like see how people use the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like uh, all right. So like when people go in to test it out, like all right, what issues are they running into that like they don't know are an issue, um, and they're not able to like uh, speak to me about. 
and like learning to catch things like that. So that when you do like an uh, actual public launch, uh, you're not running into a big issue. That's really good. So that way you guys are like preparing as much as you can to make sure that it goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your transition from being a full-time employee to doing freelance, especially like this sounds, you know, close to when you finished your um, MPA. So the average person might say, oh, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to use my degree. I'm going to secure the bag that way versus, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go out on a limb of faith and hope everything goes okay. And, you know, this freelance thing work, works out. So could you tell us a little bit about like what that experience was like and what overall made that like final, put that final nail in like, and said, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do freelance and focus on that because you stumbled into freelance just as like happen sake, because that was what people were going to pay you for at the time. But now that you, you know, have your degree, this is what you went to school that time for, you're going to pursue the thing that you got by accident versus like the degree. So could you talk a little bit about that process and like that, the why behind that? Sure. Um, I think uh, I was very blessed in my transition to New York. Um, you know, not many people would come here and like uh, come into a community like the Harlem Business Alliance. Mm-hmm. And then through them, uh, you know, being introduced to the Knowledge House. So like I was like plugged into two really tight knit and like very supportive communities. So that's kind of what prompted the transition um, because they both were very like influential in, like, in terms of like making sure that I had clients. And um, what was happening was like uh, the client work was like piling up. Um, and because it's freelance, I could just, I could charge more than I was like making, uh, you know, working at Harlem Business Alliance. So it just uh, like, it was like, it became very hard to do both. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was also uh, still doing classes at the Knowledge House at the time. So not only was I working full time, I was freelancing, uh, which is like adding up to like almost like a full time uh you know, worth of labor. And then on top of that, I was also doing like a programming class. So like uh, I was driving myself nuts. Um, but then um, on top of that, it was just like, uh, they were very supportive uh, in terms of like uh, me going, uh, um, like, you know, turning to entrepreneurship and doing freelance. Um, so it was just kind of something that happened naturally and it just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I really am like thankful for like their support through that transition. Um, because like without either of those entities, like uh, it, it wouldn't have worked. You know, I wouldn't have been at this point. So yeah, so that's kind of like what, what prompted it, and like you know what has sustained me because uh, I've been doing it for like uh, two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, couldn't have done it without their support. Nice. So definitely having things work hand in hand, and like having that support is key because a lot of times people will jump into the the from the full-time job to the freelance, but they don't have like a bridge to connect it. You know, I've seen so many people, oh, I'm going to quit my job, but they don't have anywhere to, to go. So to say, I think there's a big misconception about like when to quit your job or when, you know, I think don't quit your job unless your side hustle or your freelance thing is becoming more full-time. Like it's like demanding that you be there full-time versus Oh, I'm just going to quit and then like try to be- make it become full time. It's better to have it be needing you before you actually like n- need to get there and like quit the job. Because I've seen again so many people that just up and quit their job without their business having like already a demand and they just need to provide the supply. And then they're like struggling or not sure what's happening or like why is it not working? And it's like, 
you quit your job for a side hustle and a side hustle can't maintain you, you know, quitting your job for your company or, you know, your full-time freelance thing that has clients that need you or more clients that are ready to book you, but you just don't have availability. That makes sense because you've already built somewhere to go. You have to have that like (laughs) flow and like that traffic coming in before you um, up and quit your job. You know, there are certain special cases where unless you quit your job, you won't have the time to build out that foundation. Mm-hmm. But again, that requires you saving up, making sure that you're good to go because we have to not pretend like having food in our mouths or like having a comfortable home is not important things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think uh, what, I, what I try to tell people to do is just like, because uh, what I find is like when people want to quit their job, like they, they, they want to be free. Um, and like, so like at the end of the day, like they kind of like make their own decision because people ask me about it a lot. Um, but like a, a lot of like what you're saying, it's just like uh, making sure that they understand what, like, what it's really going to be like. Um, and then not just making that decision, like out of like trying to escape. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't realize you're quitting the 40 hour to work like 60 hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you don't put in that work, <laughs> there ain't no food on the table, my friend. <laughs> Exactly. And then dealing with customers before wherever you're working, probably having, you know, a customer service department, an HR department, an accounting department. Guess what? You are HR, customer service, like you are everything, especially in those early stages. And even if you have employees under you, I doubt, you know, you're going to quit your job and start running like a million dollar company or a billion dollar company where you could be so far disconnected from the day to day. And just like do your thing, you're still going to have to be involved. Like decisions have to be made and you have to verify things, be the face of the company. And just there's so much that goes into it that people think that you're just quitting their jobs for this like weird idea of freedom. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's it's just <laughs> you're just choosing your prison this time. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> um, you, you, you made it so that way you could at least have some type of flexibility of maybe, oh, I, I want to walk in the yard today. <laughs> um yes but as this show is called the misadventures of entrepreneurship i know you haven't been um too too deep into it but so far what do you say is your biggest misadventure of being an entrepreneur something that maybe went completely haywire that was unexpected it doesn't have to be bad or negative it just has to be you know a misadventure on and it could be like a learning experience that you gain as being from being an entrepreneur. It could be from your freelance, from free spot, where, wherever. I think um, the biggest misadventure or like, I think, yeah, it's just, um, I think it would be the journey of it. Um, and not having like a, I mean, like people tell you what it's like, but you don't like really, your, your mind isn't processing it all until you actually go through it yourself. Um, I think the biggest thing was like the timeline in terms of like free spot. Um, so like in terms of like, all right, so like I told you about like why I created it. Um, but like, so it's been like a long journey just to like, even get like the web platform up. So, um, in the Harlem business Alliance, uh, I put like a, I got like a splash page up. So it's just like a site to tell people like, all right, here's this idea that I have. Um, and then so like in my mind, it's like, all right, so once I go freelance, like what, three months, I'll have like an app going up. Uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, so here we are, uh, like, uh, what, like two years later, uh, and working on like, uh, trying to get hopefully into the Android store by the end of the week. And then, um, 
the Apple store, like maybe like uh, at the end of the month, early next month, maybe. Um, but I think the, the journey, uh, so like I, I took the, like the web development classes, but the thing is I was just stronger at design. Um, and like, I wouldn't even have got to this point if it wasn't like for the person who does the backend now, um, he just randomly came and he was like, yo, I like your idea. And he's like, I started putting together the backend for it. <laughs> and then it was just like out of happenstance. So like, let's say he never does that. I'm never at this point with FreeSpot. Um, so it's just like, you just don't know how things will come together. You don't know like the actual true timeline of like how things, uh, like when they will come together for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't have put like the timeline, the, I wouldn't have expected it to be so long. Um, but like through that, like that long journey, so been learning along the way. Um, you don't think about like, uh, the different issues that people run into on your platform. Um, I remember like, so like, uh, one of the things that we did, uh, partner with uh, another organization in the South Bronx to do like a prom just drive. Um, and then, so we started doing the social really hard to get people to like, all right, let me go into my closet and let me take a picture of my prom dress. So in that way these people can pick it up and like take it to uh, young women who, uh, you know, might need it. Um, and then what I realized is that people who like originally signed onto the platform, there was like 12 people who couldn't get back in cause we had no lost your password folks. Um, <laughs> and like so like as you're doing things for like for the first time you just like uh like yeah like you know when like they're saying like oh this is how you create a login form make sure you create like a lost your password feature and you're thinking like oh everybody's gonna save it like in my computer's cookies or whatever um but the thing is like a lot of people are just signing on for the first time to support you they're not signing on to be like lifelong members of what you're creating yeah. Um, and then so you run into issues like that and it's just you just don't know what you don't know uh going into it and you know trying to make sure that you're, you're writing down um, taking notes um to learn from your experience and that way uh you know whether you continue to do this or you do it a second time that you don't have to make those mistakes again definitely and i want to touch you back to what you said to start off this like topic of timelines um i think so many people <laughs> they underestimate by a lot a long shot honestly i've been mm -hmm. and i've i've learned the very hard way and so what i do and i think okay oh i could do that in two weeks all right i'm gonna tell the person i'm gonna do it in six because <laughs> shit happens <laughs> and mm -hmm. you know life ha between life happening the technology breaking servers being down like you there's so many things so many things that can go wrong and you're just like why why does the world hate me right now? <laughs> like, what do you mean that can't connect like that? What do you mean I need a different plugin? What do you mean this this code doesn't? What do you mean? So, just like, definitely a big, big lesson for everyone out there listening is extend your timeline by at least two and a half times whatever you think you need. <laughs> and if it's finished earlier, kudos to you, great job. Yeah. But you're gonna need some extra time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would definitely agree with that. So like in transitioning the, uh, the web platform to, uh, so in order for it to go into like the app store, so it's built on react. So in order for it to go into the, uh, the app stores, we need it in react native. Um, we didn't know that. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, uh, and like, and then even once we knew that it needs to be in react, we didn't know like how, how thorough the process of, or like just how long the process of converting all that code would be. Um, and then like, so we had to like, like I know from my end, so like I do the front end, um, had to style the entire thing all over. Um, 
So like changed the timeline drastically. Uh, I was like hoping that it would be in both by now. Um, but just like not fully understanding and just kind of like gauging how things were in the past. I'm like, all right, here we can do in this amount of time. You just don't know like how that's going to change. Um, but uh, I think entrepreneurship is just like your ability to like kind of roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How can you figure out how to stay in the game and how can you make it easier to stay in the game in the future for you? Yeah, 100%. Um, We are coming up to the end of our interview, and I definitely want to thank you for being here and giving your insight. Um, A lot of the other entrepreneurs and folks that have been on the podcast are a little bit more further in their journey, but Mm -hmm. I like to have people come on and talk about, you know, that early stage because something that you might be doing right now is still enough education and enough enough feedback so that way somebody that is just starting or is about to start could have some type of starting ground to have that, that insight, that feedback, that understanding that it doesn't matter like how far along you are. It doesn't matter where you are. There's still going to be misadventures throughout every phase and there's still learning opportunities. There's still opportunities for growth and just seeing that no matter what part you are of the journey, whether you are two years in six months in or 10 years in, 15 years in it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna stay crazy you know it's they, like they say it's like a roller coaster and that doesn't mean that it's necessarily like failure or success it's just the journey of being an entrepreneur the fact that there there's gonna be misadventures at every phase every new thing that you come across you're gonna realize wow i didn't even know that was a thing and now i broke that thing and now we gotta fix that thing and now we gotta pay this person and just everything could happen and just having to being able to hear those stories and hearing those adventures and misadventures from various entrepreneurs, I think is very important for you guys out there listening um, to see and get that insight that you need. So Daryl, before we jump off, what is one final piece of advice or information or homework you'd like to give the audience out there listening to remember as they're embarking and continuing, continuing their entrepreneurial journey? Um. I think trust yourself. Uh, that's like the biggest thing and something I still struggle with. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's major. Um, it's always like you constantly kind of question like, all right, is this, is this the right journey for me? Am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right choices? Um, you just got to learn to trust yourself and trust that, you know, like even when you make mistakes, uh, just, you know, try to put your best foot forward um, and like, like you're going to make mistakes it's inevitable as part of the journey uh but learning to trust yourself and learning to like even when you make mistakes like how can you learn from that how can you better yourself in the future and trust yourself with the ability to make better choices um and that that's just the biggest thing that i've been trying to learn and that i'm constantly trying to reinforce myself with um it's like written on my white whiteboard at home like <laughs> trust yourself um like uh, i have like a candle it says like trust your dopeness so this <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to know uh, that you have the ability to get it done. Um, and you got to constantly believe it. Because if you don't believe it, then no one else will. A hundred percent agree with that, guys. So trust yourself. You got this. You're going to make shit happy. You're going to get it done. And you're going to be doing the most as an entrepreneur. Thank you so, so much for being here with us today, Daryl. And guys, we will catch you on the podcast. Same place, same time. We'll see you next week. All right. Take it easy. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.